everyone. Welcome back again to You Know What, the Iconist Podcast. Yes. Dog. <laughs> and like usual, you see the name, we'll get into that in a second. But like usual, you know, I'm one of the hosts. I'm Barry3D. Thank you for tuning in. And you can know where to find me. My links are down below. And for those that are listening, very simple, Barry3D.com. Links to this show, everything else I do, uh, and you know where to find me, where I'll be when mm-hmm. I perform live, when I'm performing with, you know, doing the Iconist podcast, uh, where I'm performing solo, where I'm performing my stand-up with A Touch of Grey Matter comedy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then that's with mm-hmm. myself, Zolf Ali, and Dave Sokolowski. We have our stuff online, and we're doing live shows. So for anyone that came out to the show out here in Hamilton, thank you very much. Really appreciate it and giving so we, we'll keep you updated with all of that yes and a lot more to come in the new year bless mm, now excellent thank you very much can't do this show on my own because it'd be boring let no one want yeah, that no. no 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 so i had to go and i went through and had to find someone that's going to keep up with my madness mm. someone that i respect Someone I look up to, someone I love as a brother, and I can say that, even though I do have a brother and he has a brother, but this one I do love as a brother because he's my cousin, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that only, who? I'm not going to tell his name. Who's my cousin? DJ Rod C. Yes, individuals of wonderful world, good night, good day, good afternoon, good after morning. Welcome to another episode of Iconist. Yes! It is. It is. We can't say just yet. Right, right. So, not yet. Not yet. We're almost there. So first, 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 <laughs> support the book, support the book, support the books like the book, support the show. And what I mean by that, if you're out in the kitchen uh, area, please go to Wild Comics. Tell Wes that we said hi. And if you're out in Montreal, check out Check Swings on the South Shore. Go by and tell Trevor we said hi. And now the man who makes us look so pretty on this podcast all the time with our templates and all that. And if you need any work done. Come from on, posters now. to Come templates on. for your own show, Come a logo, something for your business, right? Yeah. A sign. It doesn't matter what it is. If you need a great graphic artist that works with a good budget and time, you tell him a date, you'll get it to you. Uh, his name is, his name is, he likes it with the reverb. Uh, Rod, who am I talking about? Jay Bird Digital Art. Jay Bird Digital Arts. Yeah, man. You know, man. his links, you can see it at the, his links and all his information at the end of the video got linked down below. You can't miss them. You'll find them even through our webpage. And if you hit our, our link tree, you'll see Jay Bird Digital Arts. Mm. And the main thing is right now, we just passed Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're coming to the new year. Hope you're ready. Now, with Christmas, we did a lot of heavy shopping and people are buying presents and buying food and all that stuff and prices, everything is going up. So what did Jay decide to do? Very simple. If Mm. you mention the Iconist podcast, he will give you what? A discount. Save where you can. Start off the new year. Right. Save your coppers. Save your coppers while you can. We're going to get into 2023. So the more coppers you have, the more you can just put back into yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Bird Digital will give you that discount. Make sure you mention that, okay, that you heard from us. My God, it's... Right? 
right? Throw the extra S and maybe you get an extra 2% on that. I don't know. Okay. We don't know. We'll so see. Jay come out like, oh, that's 2%. <laughs> <laughs> We got to say, though, Jay, thank you for all the work you've done, man, and the posts you've done for the Touch of Grey and all the stuff you've done for the Iconis podcast. And even for myself personally as Barry 3D, man, thank you very much for hooking me up. And I'm always sending people your way because you was Mm. a man. Thank you. And he always replies Mm. to every video. He loved the the reverb on his name. So thank you, Jay. This is to you. I hope you had a great Mm. Christmas and uh, all the best in the new year. Yeah, let's go. On that, oh. let's go. Now, this is almost close to what Jay would like. Jay, Jay's into wrestling, right? Like, I'm into wrestling. Like, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not talking about wrestling this particular time. We are talking about the martial arts. Now, we, before we covered a character, the White Tiger, mm. and we mentioned these individuals. And we said we would get back to it. Because I know sometimes we're like, hey, we're going to get back to it. And we don't get back to it. We're bad on that. Shame on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll be back time, on this one. We back, we back on this one. We back on this one. Back, back on, on this, this one. one. So we back with what? Sons mm. of the Tiger. Tiger mm. clock. We've yeah. watched a lot of uh, Shaolin movies and yeah. Power Rangers and yeah. Kung Fu movies and <laughs> sorry, you know the Shang. Yeah, that's right. It's not even Shaolin. It's not even Shaolin Kung Fu. It's Gung Fu, as they say Gung it, right? Fu. Yo, Gung Ho is very strong, right? That's how they sound. Mm, oh, like Mystery Chinese Theater. Ooh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Shaw Brothers. Let's go, let's go, let's oh. go. Listen, I think, you know, because of you now saying Shaw, Shaw mm. Brothers, yeah, Um, we still got a couple of days left for, for the year. You know what? Beginning of the year, I think I'm out to just... Find some, find some old, some old movies, some Shaw Brothers, and play it in the beginning of the year. Just right. start the year right, and just, just to get yourself after, after this episode. Yes, I think everybody should just go into a Shaw Brothers. Yes, Ooh. yes. All right, I know we're kind of getting maybe a sidetrack, but that's okay. This is our show. No, 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 but my first, my personal list is, is up there is Shaolin versus Lama. That's that's one of my favorites, right? Um, right above that though, Ten Tigers of Shaolin. That that is one I'll watch day and night. Sorry, or is it night and day? Whatever you know. I mean, kid cutting. Here we go. <laughs> Right. So, uh, Shaolin vs. Lama, Ten Tigers of Shaolin. Those are my, I mean, if it's on, I'm watching it. Those are my go tos in the Shaolin movie world. Nice. Uh, yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Yes. What's what's on your list, Rod? What's on your list for some Shaolin movies? Uh, listen. Yeah, you know what? I do love 36 Chambers. Um, why am I the, and then I'll, I admit I'm very bad with names, but always 36, but there's also the one with, uh, oh my gosh, I can see it. I'm bad. I'm bad. But I'm honestly, I just love a lot of whenever I see it and realize this is a Shaw Brothers. Yeah. Oh, watch. Because you, you know, there's a lot of history behind 
behind the, the the studio. They basically bring you the classics, the stuff that we grew up on. So I just always just love. I'm a, I just love Foo Flicks type of movies, regardless. Right. I'm just that type of person. Yeah, you've always been better with me with names. I'm like, right. yeah, right. right. I'll be I'll be like I'll be like Leo. That one. That one there. That one there. That one there. That one there. Right, right, right. right. I'll be, I'll be doing, I'll be in the Leo, the Leo, the Leo. That one, that one, that one. See, I'll hit one more, man. And then the top, round off my top three, it's Shaolin vs. Ninja. Why does that? Yes. Right. The reason, and I'll tell you the reason why for Shaolin vs. Ninja. Shaolin vs. Ninja, because at one point, the two main guys are fighting at the end, right? And one guy's busting out his, he's dressed as a ninja, busting out his ninja technique. And at one point, he turns around, he starts doing a move, and the guys are, what are you doing? And he's like, it's crab style. And he puts his hands up like a crab, but he's got his legs open, and he's moving around with the MC Hammer, you know, typewriter dance. Right. Before Hammer did it, it was crab style. Right, right, right. That's it. Five Deadly, you know, Five Deadly Venoms. That yes. One. Yes. See, I had to, I had to see, I had to see, I had to see the cover to remember. I'm like, right. I had to pull it up. Right. Woo! Uh, okay. The kid, the kid with the golden arm. Ooh. Ooh. Listen, that's anyways. We won't even. Okay, get, now we're talking Marvel. Of, that's yes, going yes, into, we'll get. Like, yeah, that's yeah. going into like, like you know. Sh- anyway, stop mm-hmm. breathing. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, focus, 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 focus. 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 It reminds me of that game I'm playing right now, Persona Five. Focus. Um. So, <laughs> that being said. Hmm. We are talking about Sons of the Tiger. Now, Sons mm-hmm. of the Tiger were three martial artists and from by Marvel, and it was started within the magazine, The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. What's that? Let's do it. Let's do oh, it. Oh, jeez. Lord, yeah. help me. Why am I so crazy that way? So the Sons of the Tiger came out in issue number one of the Deadly mm-hmm. Hands of Kung Fu, which was, as we told you before, with the White Tiger, you know, April of 1974. Now, why are these movies relevant? Be, or, sorry, not movies, but I mean, the movies we're talking about along with the TV show is because, right, that was the, 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 the martial arts explosion, I think, in North America Age. was around that mm-hmm. time. That the, the time of right. Bruce Lee, Chuck, yeah. Norris, Chuck Norris, Shaw Brothers... Yep. Yep, you it, know, it was, this, yeah. It go, go, was the, no, it was no, the time. This, this is where it all came out, where everybody literally was kung fu fighting, like the song. Yeah, the, facts, facts. And when you open up the dead, when you open up actually the first episode, I mean the first issue of the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, you will start seeing, you know, the character that's talking about the having is uh, Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu. What? Yes. When you see it, when you when you open up the the magazine, the, the the comic, halfway through, they now having articles. They're having pictures from movies, from different clips, talking about different type of kung fu, you know, martial arts type of, um, just history, talking about yeah. different movies and stuff like that. All because this is all this one was all in black and white. So yep. the whole the whole the whole movie, I mean the whole movie, the whole the whole comic is black and white except for the cover. Inside is black and white, and then you'll have black and white stills of movies, everything along that along that line. Then after that, past the commercial advertisement aspect, then we will come into the Sons of Tigers. 
the son of, sons of tigers. And right. Basically, it was a great it's a great thing. Again, started off in April, nineteen seventy four. Let's go. Right. It was crazy. You know, so Sons of the Tiger were made up of three characters. Now, now, and and going back to Rod, I'll get back to your your point in a minute. So the whole thing was, uh, it wasn't even as a comic book format. It was a magazine format. It was a sister yes. company that Marvel owned, and they did everything in black and white. They turned around mm-hmm. and got real articles with real interviews, martial artists. They talked about real aspects from karate, kung fu, and all, and not just karate and kung fu. Saying karate and kung fu is just being very general. It's okay. like going very to martial someone. martial arts, martial yeah, arts, all the martial arts. But it got down all through the different styles of the martial arts. Right? There's different styles Kido. of karate. There's different styles of Kung Fu. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people can see, hey man, you black? It's like, yeah, I'm black. Okay, but you're black. No, I'm we Bayesian, but there's also Jamaicans. Mm. There's also right. Trinidadians, there's mm-hmm. Guyanese, there's mm-hmm. Africans, there's Haitians, right. you know, there's Trinidadians, there's, the, the list goes on and on, on and on to the break of dawn. So, it's the same thing with the martial arts. Mm-hmm. And with that, they turn around and I, there's clearly, you know, art imitates life, life imitates art. So, that being said, Let's mm-hmm. go back to a movie. And I know usually we jump right into the comic book, but let's go back to a little movie with a man named Bruce Lee. Mm. Right? And then Bruce Lee, he's been around, he's coming up, he's done his thing, and he comes out with his big blockbuster North American hit, you know, Enter the Dragon. Right. Okay. Now, what I got to need to check is when was Enter the Dragon created? That that's when did Enter the Dragon hit the 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 the, you know, the scene. Hit the scene. Oh, okay. That, that's um, what I need to know, right? So, I mean, sometimes the show is you learn as you go. So, we go put in here in good old what? Google search. Enter right? the dragon, because I don't know all this stuff off by heart, because I'm not... This came in, in August, 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 August of 1973. Okay, that proves my point. Right. So, here we go. If you watch Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee, and then you start reading a couple of issues... Of the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, or see the Sons of the Tiger in there, you will see there's parallels. There is a heavy mm-hmm. influence <laughs> by all three characters. Okay, the Sons of the Tiger are made up of three main characters, and they even refer to them as a white guy, a Chinese guy, and a black guy. Right? Huh? Huh? In issue number three of Enter the Dragon, sorry, in issue number three of The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, there is an interview, in issue two or three, there's an interview with uh, Jim Kelly, who was mm-hmm. the black guy from Enter the Dragon. Huh. And in Enter the Dragon, he's coming from, you know, a ghetto, he's in a dojo, and he's going to join this martial arts tournament. Yep. There's another guy who's a friend of his that you find out later on, they know each other, they never say really how, but he's more of a businessman now, huh? Okay, but he's the white guy, and of course you have our good old Asian influence, Bruce Lee, main star of this movie, huh? Mm-hmm. So Sons of the Tiger would be Marvel's Marvel magazine's version version of Enter the Dragon if these guys didn't go to the tournament. Let's say there was no. Mortal Kombat tournament because that was the influence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> and they just stayed where in San Francisco, and that's yep. and hmm, and, and why San Francisco? Because San Francisco in the seventies and still now has a heavy Asian community. Correct. A lot of them when they came overseas, they they immigrated to San Diego. Ah. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing where things are going off. So now we go again in the main characters. So, you know, we have Lin Sun, right? He's one of them, of the uh, Sons of the Tiger. And he's the main one. He's the head guy. He's the, he's the, right. the leader of the group. He's, he's that martial artist. And then you have Abe Brown. You clearly tell he's the black guy. His name's Brown. Right. And you got Bob Diamond. Bob Diamond, he's a movie star. Wanted to learn some right. kung fu because martial arts were kind of influencing a lot, and he wanted to be there as a leading man, action man. So he comes to, and he went to the dojo. So what all three have in common is they went to a dojo where Lin was being trained, and the three of them do form a friendship. Right. And in an issue one of you know the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, that very first story starts off. You see a person come getting thrown through the glass. You see Lin out there, and he's fighting away. And you wonder what's going on. And he's fighting masked robe men. Of course, they're ninjas. It's the 70s. Let's go. <laughs> My inner ninja. Mm, mm, mm. Inner ninja. Right. <laughs> My mind goes. Uh, mm. My mind's telling me, yeah. Okay. So, inner ninja. Sorry. Right. So, he's fighting ninjas. And he's fighting on himself. So, he beats off like the four ninjas. He runs back in the dojo. The dojo's been totally trashed. He turns around. Yeah. He sees his master there. Ready to take his last breaths. Say, Lynn, I must tell you something. Remember when I found you? You're the closest thing I had to, to you're almost my flesh. And he's like, well, master, I know this. Not, I No, I must tell you more. And, he's t- and he really gives a brief history of Lynn, how Lynn's parents were rebelling back in their native country. That's what they use, the exact words. Mm-hmm. And they were killed by that regime because they were being rebels. And Lynn's master found him when he was younger. Lynn was just a baby in his mom's arms. And he got shot and he took Lynn and raised Lynn from being an infant to the man he is. And, you know, of course, he got Lynn, came over to San Francisco, opened his dojo, and they thought it was retaliation because he was teaching Westerners their secret ways. Right. Huh. Doesn't that sound familiar? But, again, it's the culture of the time. This is, could have been, you know, the thought process of how, you know, it was. So it's okay. It's okay. Similarity. Influence. Similarities. Ah, so this way it comes down. That's Lynn's origin. Now, Lynn is angry. And his master with his last breath says, look, look on the table. There's a box there. What's in it is yours. Use it and 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 do better. Right. And Lynn's like, well, okay, well, what am I? Well, I want to get, you know. Uh, revenge, I want to avenge you, I want to get right the wrong that's happened here today and he goes, you can't do it on your own, you got to do it with your brothers uh, your friends, there's only two mm-hmm. other guys that rival your martial arts proudness mm-hmm. right and he's like, these are your only friends, these are your friends from when you were young and you made friends with them in a dojo, up to now, seek them out so that's how his master passes away. Lin goes over, opens the box, and he sees the amulets, right? There's three jade amulets on chains. One of them is a head of a tiger, and the other two are two paws, one on each chain. Mm-hmm. The same one that, you know, as we said before, ends up in the hands of white tiger. So Lin takes it, he goes, and the first person he seeks out is Abe. And it says Abe is in a different part of San Francisco in a different ghetto. So right. now it's established that Lynn's coming from a ghetto in San Francisco, probably in the Asian, where the Asians are, um, and, you know, Asian community. And I'm not saying all of them, I'm just saying that's how the story is. 
Mm-hmm. Let's just okay. He's in a ghetto in the Asian community, and he goes over to a ghetto in the black community. And when it flips over to to the black community, you see Abe already mid fight fighting off uh, some gang members, drug dealer, not uh, yeah, drug dealers or pushers, and they're trying to you know fight him. And he's making jokes while he's beating him. He, he, he literally, it's a four on one fight. Could have been you know they were outnumbered. Not he was outnumbered. They were outnumbered. They were outnumbered. His skill set mm-hmm. was that good. He takes them, beats them off. They run off, and it's like someone else is like, "Hey, hey, man, you you turn around, and these cats were trying to come in here and take your territory and push you around, but you sent them back." He's like, "Yep," and I'm gonna be here every time to stop him. So Abe has that righteousness in him, and he's trying to protect his neighborhood to keep that bad influence out. So we know both these people are noble, and we see their motivation. And right. Lynn comes up behind them. And he's like, hey, and, and the two of them almost fight because he startles Abe. Abe turns around ready to punch him. He's like, oh, don't be sneaking up on me, man. I could have killed you. Right? And Lynn's like, okay, explains what happened to the master. Hold, you know, and says, holds up the, the chains and he goes, oh, we got to go and see Bob. And now it flashes over to Bob up in a penthouse, tuxedo, right? Partying, having a good time. Right. I, you know, not, not like being playboyish. He's there with a date. He's at an event. Ninjas climb up the side of the building, break through there. Bob starts fighting. And when he starts fighting, that's when Lin and Abe show up. And he's like, I haven't seen you guys in a while. Of course, they vanquish the ninjas by, you know, Lin kicks one off the top of the penthouse. He's like, you killed him. And Lin's answer is really, doesn't matter. They killed Master. In those days, you know, the, the writings was just, you know, it was just black and white. They, in the sense of there's no grave. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I, you know, maybe I shouldn't have like, killed the master. What's fair is fair. <laughs> oh, that makes it's it okay. <laughs> it makes it okay. Uh, okay, if you really want to go from that particular way of looking at, uh, thank you, Bob. Where? I think. Right? Like, like, literally kicked him and said, you killed him. You killed the master. Okay. Uh, so he explains what happened holds up the medallions. He says, I want to take the tiger head one. Now, the tiger head one is also the symbol that was outside of his master's dojo. And he gives the other two paws, one to Abe and one to Bob, and says, we should turn around. We have to go and get revenge on this shadow clan or these ninjas for master. And they turn around and say, man, we're not getting into that. We're, we're just here to hear you out. We're not going to get into the revenge thing. And he was like, fine, I'll do it on my own. And they kind of give each other glances. And then some reason, they just change your mind suddenly saying, yeah, okay, We'll come with you. Yeah. I have a theory. And, okay. Go no, no, theory. no, you go ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, Ron. No, no, no. I, I would say that, you know what, it, it's basically, as you're saying, they were honorable men. They are honorable students, and they, were, they, they respected and vered their master. And him being passed with was a natural death type of passing. You would respect that. But finding out that you have now a rival, a rival group, a rival clan, infiltrating and killing their master they need to find out why so as much as they can be upset with themselves and it's like ah i got too much responsibilities um i'm trying to take care of my 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 neighborhood that's abe and ron i mean bob he's basically he's an actor he's basically you know up and coming you know he's in a different type of world and he's like trying to keep himself oh you know what i don't need that type of heat on me type of scenario but this is the master all right, Lynn, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, let's. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's the master. What? Hey, it's the master, right? It's the master. All right, cool. Lynn, I'll be right back. Man. Let's go. Let's go. What do we got to do? 
right? And okay. Then, mm-hmm. Exactly. So I have a theory. And and, and, hmm. and it never really kind of come up. This is just my own really two cents on this. After reading White Tiger, after reading Sons of the Dragon, sorry, Sons of the Tiger, mm-hmm. uh, I think that the ambulance, and I said it before, even in the White Tiger episode, has its own influence over people's psyche. They yes, never, they because the way the change happened was Abe and Bob were like, no, no, we're good. You just killed a guy. He's like, well, I'll do it myself. Okay, we're going to come with you. So I feel because they're, 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 the amulets are the, those jade amulets are magical. So I feel they do have some influence over people's wills, emotion, mental state. It's trying mm-hmm. to stay together. And, I, and when you read the book with that kind of in mind, you're like, oh, subplot. But they never really develop it. So that's just my theory from how I read it from reading the two properties, as I said, okay. Okay. Sons of the Tiger mm-hmm. and white tiger right with the jade medallions and the influence they have i think there's a it could be a bigger story so i'll come back to that later on so they go back and this is who they're fighting they're fighting the the silent ones as they call it the evil organization for world domination (laughs) once again it's the 70s (laughs) but what adds to the authentic of the book is one they made them all different ethnic backgrounds they're in there Two, it gave a real place that's Marvel likes to do, so they're in San Francisco. Right. Yeah. And and three, be it in a martial arts magazine, there was always two stories with interviews, talking fighting styles, talking weapons and techniques used. So it was really a good learning magazine. If you were interested at all slightly in the martial arts, this right. book would have been a pickup for you because you would have had your knowledge and your entertainment. Correct. A good way of influencing you in, you know, into that realm of you know. The world of martial arts. If you yes. had, like you said, if you had an interest of it, and you like say, you know what, We're, I also got to think back. This was 1974. Like, if people didn't have, you know, immediate access, you know, of the culture, you know, right. of the, the 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 world and the realm of martial arts. Where am I going to get some information about that? Uh, I may, you know, I may not have a dojo or somewhere within my neighborhood to to learn about it. That's why going back to, like you said before. Having that type of interviews and having that type of pictures and documents about different martial arts, karate, um, aikido, judo, stuff like that listed in there, giving people now the opportunity to learn about the culture. Marvel, having that magazine set up in that particular way was perfect. And now you can see how close you are to that in, in realism, seeing the interviews and all that kind of information, then going to stories giving some more context to it and just saying like saying, wow, especially these guys, the people who are the characters you here are very honorable and they're not just going fist to cuff for no particular reason. You'll even hear later on in a couple of issues later on that I believe it was Lin. He was in a fight. He was in a fight for a, 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 um, a like a martial art competition. Yeah. And he had the ability to take the person out. Master taught me not to fight. I mean, not to, not to fight with, you know, with anger, you know, use, use our skill for defensive, you know, only type of thing, you know, that type of, that type of honorable structure was laid out in the script. So now people can see that and realizing, okay, I can, ha- I can look into this particular culture, this particular uh, genre of, of, you know, self-defense and martial arts. And right. realize that, you know, I'm not going here to just 
use it as I am not a lethal weapon. I will terminate your life. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. exactly. They're not going to show enough. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. So that that's a great thing that Marvel had, you know, known to what they're trying to do. But subconsciously, they set that up, helping the young people, anybody who's reading this, young people reading the comic books, give them a guidance and, you know, hey, you've heard about all this stuff. You can see these guys are being honorable men. They're only doing this, you know, they're fighting and defending their their their, their dojo, their master, their, their community. Right. All value, all good values of an individual. Yeah. Showing in that particular way. But yeah. Absolutely. They're trying to show the honor in it, right? Just because you know it doesn't mean you have to abuse it. And that's exactly what it, they're keeping that line. So what I didn't, I, I didn't touch really real quick was the creator of the, the Sons of Tiger was, um, the writer was Jerry Conway, uh, Jerry Conway, and the artist was, uh, Dick Geraldo, uh, Geraldano. Yep. Right. Giordano. There we go. Giordano. Giordano. Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm close enough. <laughs> Giordano. Giordano. Thank you very much. So that's what it was. It started back then. And I see where the influences was. And I really believe that the influence was Enter the Dragon. It was a big, huge explosion for Bruce Lee in his career at that moment. It was the big box office movie. Everyone talks about it, looks at it. Martial art. It was, it was not even a movie just for fans. It was a movie for martial artists. Martial artists watched this movie just to see, you know, it was the movie for everybody in that was interested or in that genre. At right. that time, it was a big blockbuster feature. Most of the time, you had Shaolin movies, and then a big studio would get behind it and put that star with that credibility behind it. It just cemented it more and more into Absolutely. the world we have today. And keep in mind that, as you're saying, Rod, to find the information on all this stuff, this is why this magazine did so well, because there was no internet in 1974. It wasn't. It was no Google search. If you really wanted to know something, you had to go to your library, hear a friend talk about it, or you would have to go to your corner store and look at the book rack. Yep. A lot of us did. That's where the comics were. That's where the magazines were. This is what we had to do back, you know, in the seventies to kind of find that information. So all the magazine stores would be huge. You walk in there, and you're like, oh wait a minute, this one's a comic and entertaining. Great. Yeah. So these are the main guys between behind um, Tigers of the Sun. I mean, mm-hmm. Sons of the Tiger. Like yep. moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a different group. Yeah. They're trying to figure out one, their own dynamic working together, two, mm-hmm. what's with the amulets. And they do figure out really early. At one point, they get into a fight. They're in there in their traditional costumes. Now, of course, once again, the 70s, and it's a Marvel magazine. Every Marvel hero at the time was always in tights one way or the other. Right? So they wore black tights, one piece like leggings, yep. feet up. All the way. They had a variation of a, I say a martial arts kind of themed uniform. It was like a martial arts kind of vest, no sleeves yes. with the yes. belt. And that was in yellow. So the tights were in black and it was in yellow for their tops and, and various looks for each member so it can distinguish them apart. And then they had their mm-hmm. logo, the tiger logo on their, uh, on their chest. On their chest, yep. Right on the right hand side or left hand side. It had the tiger logo there. So this is what, what how they went about and how you knew who they were. Now, of course, all three of them being martial artists, they would get in there and that's it. They would deal with the silent ones. They did a lot of crossovers with a lot of other heroes. So uh, we mentioned they were in the book, you know, White Tiger. They've teamed up with Spider-Man. They've teamed up with a lot uh, of other heroes or other heroes teamed right. up with them when right. they wanted to give that influence and give them that credibility. Yes, they did cross paths with Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Yes, they did cross paths with Iron Fist. Any martial artist Iron, within Iron Fist, that yeah. Marvel world they crisscrossed mm-hmm. with or vice versa. Correct. Now, 
we know their background and, and, and how it goes. Then, of course, a love triangle starts because they bring in another character and her name is Lotus. And at one point, Bob really falls for Lotus. Can't, you know, get enough of her. And then a love triangle starts because Bob wants Lotus, but Lotus wants Lynn. And Lynn's kind of trying to be respectful of his brother. But these guys are all hot-tempered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they will fight each other in a minute, you know? So <laughs> this causes a lot of stuff, it, you know, in between them. Sometimes it's a little bit pushed. But to a point, when I'm, and I got off track, was when they got into their first fight as Sons, um, Sons of the Tiger. And they're avenging their master's death. So now they finally find the silent ones. There's a big showdown. They're outnumbered. It's three of them against a whole bunch of guys in a room in a warehouse. Yeah. And they start throwing down. And at one point, pop, 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 they take their licks. They fall down. They're like, okay, we're all kind of outnumbered. But then they stand together and they do a chant. <clears throat> and when they do this chant, each person says, one of each member says a part of the chant. And when they do it, it pop, 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 powers them up. Yeah. Now they have the strength, <laughs> the speed, the mm-hmm. stamina, the agility. The, agility. the agility of three men each. So each one now is three times stronger. And it was literally kind of, you can literally look and say, round one. Oh, they took a beating. Oh, here comes their mantra. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And round two. Oh, geez. Tiger, uppercut. Who are you kidding? <laughs> yep, pretty much. Listen, all it works out is that when, you know what, you said it perfectly. Round one, they just took they, they, their beatings and thought, okay, we could do it. We could do it without the chant. And then all of a sudden, no, we need to chant. When yes. three are called and stand as one, as one they'll fight, they will be done. For each is born anew, the tiger's son. Now, the wonderful thing about this, they need bars. to be in contact. They need to be bars. 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 Anyway, we'll, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Bars. So, uh, they got they bars. Have to be in, they have yeah. to be in contact with each other when they say the chant. So this is where it also works in the sense of the white tiger. Because when the white tiger was say the similar chant, he has all three, so he doesn't have to like, you know what, say it separately. Each person each one will say it one, two, three, but they're all holding each other's like their forearms together or their hands together, whatever, just like to channel the power across all three. And then mm-hmm. each born anew, the tiger right? sucks. And that's it. That's it. We hear the chat. People should be like, looking, where's the window? I need to get out. I need to get out. Listen, listen, I, I I'm not gonna pay for this. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm out. I got no. I didn't. I didn't get a requisition he got, he, for he, getting. Three times is hard. No, yeah, I done. I get. <laughs> I ain't get no re- requisition for this. Oh gosh, my head. My head. <laughs> you know, I's a minion in the silent organization. I'm one of the silent ones. Do we have a dental plan? <laughs> I, I call in and say, "Oh, listen, someone call me." I myself, I have no cell. I gotta go use the payphone off the street, people. I gotta call my mother. I forgot to say something, uh, or something to turn off the oven. I left it on. I'll be right back. Right. <laughs> I yeah, I got was... the chicken for the chicken soup, chicken noodle soup. I gotta go and get these ingredients home to my mother. <laughs> I'll be back. I, I, I'll be wink, wink, back <laughs> by public transportation in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. See you never. Ding 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 ding. Right. <laughs> You but know, seriously, it is crazy that by this point they are now their power is hard. It's like the harnessing of powers among them, as they say. Like, you feel the electricity in the air. You feel a shift. 
And if for a brief second they say, you see an image of a tiger surrounding all three of them. And at that <sighs> point, that's when I'm like, I'm out. I'll talk to y'all later. I'll be like, 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 um, John. Yeah. Bill. Um, I'll see you guys back at the base. I'll be back. I'll see you guys. I left something. I left something in the truck. I left the iron on. Right? It's almost like Power Rangers back in the day. It's like there's like more you know, Dragon Zord. He's calling out. He's turning. He's not even turning into a dinosaur. He's turning into a mythical Godzilla creature. Yeah, you know. No, I left something in the I, truck. I right think there. I left the car running. Let me go and check because I said low fuel when we got here, and I don't want to be driving away. And we ran out of gas. Right. <laughs> no. So. That's the run of Mm -hmm. Sons of the Tiger. (laughs) Now, it ran, you know, solidly backup issues or stories were in, you know, the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu from issue one to issue 19, even though the series ran for 33 issues. Now, up to 19, Mm -hmm. there was pretty much Sons of the Tiger. And then they started to transition within that point because it's coming to the end. And this is where the fights were coming down into uh, the White Tiger coming on board. But key moments is that at one point, you know, Power Man and Iron Fist uh, show up in the series, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, along with Colleen Wing, and she's one half of Daughters of the Dragon. I think we'll have to have a conversation about that one. Just yes, saying. yes, that's that. Yes, we got to tie this whole world together. So, mm-hmm. with all that knowledge that we've dropped right there, now of course you hear some of the names. Now here's one name that really transitions over, and that's Abe Brown. Abe. The, the rest kind of do their own thing and they kind of fade away, but Abe still stays within the Marvel Universe. Right. I mean, the other two are still there, but Abe still stays around because you find out later on, Abe is the brother to the Prowler. Oh, Hobby Brown. Hmm. Right? And if you remember watching Spider-Man the multi- Into the Multiverse, Hobby Brown is there as the Prowler. They still could have brought in Abe. Abe might come in the second one. We don't know. But Abe right. came back in as Black Tiger! Which wasn't too long, but yeah. Now, keep in mind that even though these heroes, after a certain issue, got rid of their amulets, did not take away their skill. Right. They had the skill before the amulet. Before. So they still, yeah, it's not like, oh, we give away the amulet, we can't fight no more. Oh, no. They can still throw down all three of them. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's really interesting how A. Brown was really the brother of Hobby, who's who became the Prowler, who was a villain, and then turned kind of be an anti-hero or hero, and then kind of, so his, his existence has gone back and forth with Hobby Brown. But that I find is very interesting, and they only touch on very lightly. Now, of course, these characters are shown up in other media. Uh, they've shown up in different shows within, you know, the Marvel realm. I'm talking not live action, and this is why we're talking about it, but in the cartoon shows, so forth. Right. So, this this is what brings us down to our point right now. Mm-hmm. With this show, or with this, I keep we keep saying show, with this comic, it's a little bit generic. It was really, hey, martial arts are hot, can't we do? The Enter the Dragon is hot? Well, what if we take the three main guys from Enter the Dragon everybody likes, and kind of make our own version of them, you know, right. exactly how they were with Bruce Lee. I can't remember the other guy's name and uh, Jim Kelly from Enter the Dragon. And forgive me, I'll have to look it up and mention that later on. So, can they come back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Or, and when I say Cinematic Universe, I'm talking: can they come back and have their own 
cartoon series? Can they have their own movie? Can they have their own limited series show or maybe just even a regular run TV show? Yeah. I, 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 okay. So first of all, we're talking about them because I say yes, they can. It's not even I think so. I say yes, they can. Mm-hmm. But they would have to really make a twist on the subplot to kind of keep that going. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just don't know what angle I want to see it go. I know what elements I want to have in it. And the element, the main focus is like, we know the three martial artists, we know the silent ones, they can be, the organization can be, make it the hand, make it a division of the hand. Right. If you're going to be talking about ninjas within Marvel Universe. And then let's, let's, let's go really with the mystic aspect. I would like to see them maybe make a small cameo appearance and a, and a Shang-Chi sequel. Right? Okay. Because Shang-Chi dealt with those bracelets that were supposed to be the ten rings of the Mandarin. So they weren't rings on his fingers, but they're more rings on his forearms. Right. That Shang-Chi used. I would kind of like to tie that in to the different realms, the martial art realms within the Marvel Universe, because uh, Iron, Iron Fist comes from a different realm, Kung Lung, and uh, that only comes over to Earth every, like, what, 10 years that you can see it appear on earth for like two days and it goes back or a day and the city goes back and we find out there's more in there. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the aspect for me is really focusing on the Jade amulet. Cause yeah. I, I don't ever recall getting a history on the Jade amulets. I could be wrong. No, 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 no. I, I don't recall myself. And this is for me. How yeah. I'm looking at it, um, I'm kind of segueing on what you're you're saying. I would like I would like um, them to bring it back. Now, I, I, again, I'm here. I don't know if it's a movie, uh, at least a, a you know a movie. But you know how because they've they've been short lived for like 19 episodes, 19 issues. Yeah, there's there's this is kind of more of like starting this whole thing with a blank slate. So we're going to have yeah. to come back to something brand new and try to integrate them into the MCU if we're going to go that route. Now, I was thinking along the line of having something similar, like the master was, you know, he was killed, but he was killed because of the Jade. Yes. Anyway, the, silent, <clears throat> the silent hand was looking for it, had no clue where it was. They knew he had it, you know, or been searching for years. And finally, they had their way of leads and, you know, speculations, and it brought it that it was transported from, from the homeland to San Francisco right. by the master. The master had it all this time, hidden, yes. ransacked his place. Where is it? I don't know what you're talking about. Bop, bop, bop. Unfortunately, we'll find her another way and leave him dying there. Lynn walks in and sees that. My man goes to hit a little secret compartment, and then all you see is, oh, what's this? Remember I told you stories about the jade. This is the amulet. Protect it, my son. Protect it. Share it with your brothers. Protect protect it, protect it, protect the culture. That type of scenario. So that will be at least a segue how we can basically intertwine that in into the Marvel Universe. Again, bring in the same similar type of uh, cultural type of historical connection yeah. weaving in with Shang-Chi. You're now weaving in the the emerald the, the emerald amulets and the jade, the jaded amulets and everything along the line because we know or at least I will say my know growing up you always hear that stories 
you know, Shaw Brothers and stuff like that. You hear that there are stories about the mythical type of connection to some mystical amulet from days of past, days of old, that gives the individual enhanced powers and abilities. And it's been passed down, passed down, passed down. Won by great dynasty, great nations want it. No one can get it. But it's been defended, lost to the world for years, 100, 200 years type of scenario, recovered by the master. He's saving it for the family line, whatever the case may be. So that's how I would bring it in and, and at least have that way that you can build on top of that. And then throughout time, you make some good subplots and then you can just bring in the daughters, the daughters of uh, Kung Fu. You can bring them in and, and just have them in there as well. We can, we oh, can yeah, drop yeah. We can drop. We can drop some hints in that in that realm. Right. Oh, you mean the daughters of the dragon? Yes. Right. Daughter yes. dragon. Sorry, daughter dragon. Yeah. Drop them in there as well. So that's one aspect of there. Marvel already had made the connection with Power Man and Iron Fist. So hopefully we're going to bring them from the Netflix world, bring them into the MCU at some point. We have connection right there. Spider Man's already there. So the ability to bring these guys into an MCU environment isn't far-fetched like you said abe is brother to the prowler the prowler was already in there and to be exact realizing that they actually did mention abe there's a character there's a the the character of abe brown has actually appeared in spider-man homecoming now he was a a younger version a classmate of peter peter parker so but it, when you look, when you see the character, um, Abraham Atta, so this, this wonderful uh, young actor, he, he portrayed, uh, Abe Brown in Homecoming, but he's basically a young, he's a younger individual. So I would, if anything, this is where, this is where it can get a little, mm, are you going to use the same character there or are we going to, you know, bring him up someplace else? You know, we'll have to say, I, I'm going to have to go back and check if, they refer to him as Abe, but but doing the quick little you know little research and seeing that he actually spoke, he had a speaking line in in there. So at least now you're saying this character spoke, right? I don't know if they we were, were under the guise of understanding this is Abe Brown, but I don't know. I'll have to go back and actually see the movie to make some saying that it'd be like uh, 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 Abe <laughs> Brown. And that's where he is. And that, he yeah. has, you know, they said, Peter, Peter said, Abe, Abe, you know, let's, let's go or whatever the case be. So we'll have to see that. But if that's there, that's there. My version is to take him out from the MCU in that particular mm-hmm. realm and bring him in, uh, bring him as older individuals. I would, yeah, I would, of like course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Him he, as he, older he, individuals. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be like a, a young teenager running around. Yeah. This. I don't want it to feel like a, a, a CW show. A CW Correct. feel. I'm not knocking CW. I just don't want it to be. You're right. It's got to be, you know, um, not not so like, or maybe a young adult, but and more. But I don't want like a 14, 15 year old. No, yeah. I want it to be like they're, they're grown men. Like yeah. make them men. Like you know, put them yeah. in their mid twenties, up around that age. Right. I, I, I'm good with mid twenties. I, 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 I'm going. I'm going with mid thirties. Oh, okay. I'm okay. With, I'm going mid thirties. I'm giving them men in the sense like if you're going to be one of the masters top tier person. Mm-hmm. You're not a top tier person after only five or seven years working with the master. True. You should be, you should have came in like Peter Parker from like 15, you know, coming up, going to the dojo. And you did that for like 
15, 20 years straight. So you're now looking from basically 15 to 35. For the master to consider you are my top student, and the only right. two that are close to you are these other individuals. We got to put some age. We got to put some age and some uh, some battle scars on them to realize like you came up through the system properly. You were taught by me. Right. You okay. are the only three that I would think would be eligible to take on the mantle. And if it was up to me, and if I was still alive, wasn't dying here on the floor, God forbid to say it that way, I would have said, "You're taking over the dojo. You're take. You're my successor." That's what it been. Mm-hmm. So for him to have that type of skill underneath his belt, he'll have to be someone older with a little, a little bit more, you know, a little seasoned, a little seasoned, a little seasoned. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. And I mean, I, I can still go like the mid twenties, something like that, depending on how they're fast they take the training. Like for example, yeah. Lin was trained from young, from the day one. He can walk right. you through a kick. So I could see him being more of an advanced student. For, but for, you, for the other two to come in, I would still, and especially you got to figure body wise. Yeah, so I can say maybe close to thirties. Yeah, around thirties, I'd be good yeah, with yeah. that. But yeah. I'm just saying, like when you, when you, when you, again, coming up through the culture of Shaw Brothers, we're going to mm. reference back to Shaw Brothers. You see a master is someone who is, mm, yes, from that time. My you, you know what I mean? Beard. Yes, right. So, like, so you will. So we'll even backtrack and let's just say you're going to try to make the parody. Please forgive me for bringing this word, but to me, this is still a good show. Um, uh, Avatar, The yeah. Last Airbender. You see, even their masters may not be thick and gray, but you know they're seasoned people, like in their Facts. in their okay. in their forties or fifties, fifties, I'll give them the fifties, forties and fifties. They're masters, whatever case it be. So I'm going to say if you're really considered close to master title from the master i'm gonna have to put you in the i gotta put you in the 30s you're gonna have a three in front of your number Mm -hmm. that's how i look at it so that's uh, yeah i'm I'm no i'm going off everybody i apologize but it's just for me to make break it down like that so i i don't know if you want to um yeah sure let's go we can do our best here so all right so with that all right so i hear you so my whole thing would be if i had to turn around and and really and i'm trying to give some thought about it Mm -hmm. i would would I put him in a big budget movie? No, no, I, I couldn't put him in a big budget movie. Maybe a four, like just for them. I'm talking, you know, the Sons of the Tiger. I would, I would have to do it as maybe a four episode run. You know, like four episodes, like direct DVD, four, four episodes, Sons of the Tiger. You know, and or maybe even two if they do it like how they did Werewolf by Night, right? They can do, you know, okay. here they okay. are, here's their origin up to a certain point, and then you see part two, uh, kind of continue the story, and then to see them crisscross with other martial artists within the universe. So okay. I I would do, I, I think that would be, you know, Quest of the Jade Tiger, something like that. I know it sounds cheesy, but right. no, give no, them an origin, no. let them come together, we see them all in action, see them together, then see them going through, like, a Daughters of the Dragon show, where they make a couple of appearances, Right. Make them do an appearance in the next Shang Chi movie. Mm-hmm. You know they don't have to have a big role, but just still be there. They right. give that credibility, and then wrap up their story in you know a movie. So I know it's also do like a, so it'll really be sorry, not a movie. Uh, so it'd be like a TV show, mm-hmm. crisscross, crisscross of anything, and one other series, and then let them come back and do their big falling out scene, and they throw away the Jay necklace 
but understanding they still keep their powers and then kind of go into what we said about white tiger and then have them in the background just like what the book did so we're not getting rid of the characters they're still there they have the knowledge that's the way i see it i don't see it as a movie not as an animated series because there's not enough meat on that bone it would really maybe two specials crisscross into somebody else's show maybe make sure they make an appearance in a movie that makes sense but definitely put them in like a martial arts realm movie right we have the horror genre within marvel martial art uh, genre within marvel so keep them in that uh, yeah. and, and do it that way but let them you know really two episodes four max and then let it get into that white tigers we were saying before and let them be you know be it if they're all together or, or, or individually show up at white tiger and then kind of come into um, you know at the end of white tiger so yeah. that's the that's no, the no. way i see it i i yeah i it, you know we're talking about it because we talked about white tiger a few weeks ago so we had to come back. Right. No, no, no. I, I would definitely say, yeah, I may say even five, and that's even four. I don't say four to five, but you're right. Maybe even three. But the yeah. whole fact I would say is that you have, you have them similar, similar, similar entry, like on the first issue. Then when he does his, when the master does his backtrack of, you know, the storyline, whatever, maybe do some flashbacks, mm-hmm. he has some flashbacks again in between just to build on the story of where these are. Uh, jaded um, amulets came from, and just right. see if it infused and stuff like that. So that's how I can kind of push it to a to a to a four, you know, yeah. and at least have a have a flash in each one, flash, flash, flash. So at least we're not. If someone watches the second one, you're gonna realize, oh, there's more story to the history. We're gonna just show you right here about it. Kind yes, of yes. You know what I mean? To me, the main story is the tiger amulet for them. That's exactly. That, that's exactly they're it. not the stars unfortunately it's no. the tiger amulet and the questions behind it and them Correct. trying to learn about it see where it came from see its true intentions and i really believe it influences how they think and act that's why they think and act a certain way when they had mm-hmm. the amulets on so yeah. right so that that'll be that yeah so there all right then so of course now we got to try to fan cast it now I'll, I'll say this for myself i couldn't really think of anyone off the top of my head for the characters. I know Rod, you did. I couldn't, but I will I will speak to my point after. So I'm gonna leave it in your hands, Rod. Who who did you cast for these young individuals? Okay. So or, well, what I say, I, not even young, but I mean for these individuals. No, man, yeah, yeah, no definitely, definitely, no problem. So what I what I did was again trying to hold to the characters themselves and have them properly you know properly, but having culture you know cast for the culture and everything like that. So I'd like to have someone who's Asian descent, who, you yes. know, um, you know, African-American and Caucasian, you know, and I wanted someone who leaves people who, who have the ability to do martial arts and they are capable at least to portray that they can do that kind of work. So I will say it was kind of, it was kind of mm-hmm, trying to figure out who and what I was going to find. I will admit indirectly, First episode, first issue, in in part of the um the in between like the the interviewing parts or whatever the case be right. They showed a clip. They showed a picture of um. Kato, no, no, not Kato. No, it's a Kato. I think it was Kato. Or, right, sorry, right. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, who was yeah, Bruce Lee, who was a Kato in in that regard type of scenario or something like that. So it yeah. made me think of you know uh, Kato. Okay, no, I'm fine out. And then remember uh, Black Mask. Jet yes, 
Yes. And then I thought, okay, cool. And I went looking and realizing, oh, you know, Jet Li, you know, it might be a little bit older than the, the age bracket I was looking for. They made a black mask too. Right. So I didn't know about they made a black mask too. City of Mask. Right. That individual who was the lead for that, that was Andy Ong. Andy Ong would be my Lin, will be, not my, my Lin, will be Lin. Yes. Be Lin, Lin Sun would be portrayed by Andy Ong. Okay. Right? Okay. So he, I like how you're and, doing that. Okay. All and right. If, and if you go through his particular filmography of stuff he's done, he's done many martial arts movies. Right. So this is nothing not new to him. He can definitely adapt into that particular role without a problem. So I will give him the lead on that one. What okay. I will do then is give to Abe. Now, I want to go a little bit because, like you said earlier, all of them have are a little bit, you know, feisty and, you know, they're just, you know, right, right, right. stuff like that, whatever case it be. But I wanted someone that you can just look at his face and realize, like, yeah, if you cross him, you will lose a life. Five Sorry across the eyes. Five across the eyes. And these will be given to you by John David Washington. Woo! I would Ooh. like to see John David Washington giving you five across the eyes in the sense of saying, you just don't want, you don't want no trouble. Do you really want trouble? I might have to have a little talking with you. You want so, this smoke. <laughs> you want this smoke? I got smoke. Different flavors, different scents. Mm. I got smoke for you. So John mm. David would be my A Brown. Okay. Then, then for Bob. Yeah. Bob Diamond. Yeah. I would go to Scott Askin. And the funny thing about Scott Atkins, mm-hmm. he also worked with Ando Ong on Black Mask. So these are two individuals who already worked together. Right. Uh, Scott Scott was also on uh Oh, I know Scott Atkins. That that's my boy. Right. <laughs> right. So like 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 his name speaks for itself. So I don't have to Undisputed. worry. Boy Right. So, so he can he can handle himself in the ring and let people know. Do you want the smoke? I got smoke for you too. Just letting you know. Just the saying. So, um, and again, Andy Ong, Andy Ong, uh, Scott Atkins, I can know they already have martial backgrounds. Uh, John David may not have martial arts background, but he has he has the ability for fighting. He was very good in tenant and stuff like that. So yes. I don't see it being a problem of giving him the training and giving right. him the, the fundamentals and increasing that fundamental to the level that he could portray very well and, and handle himself in any type of action scenes. So those are those are my three. So I will okay. go with and, Andy Ong, Scott Adkins, and John David Washington. Okay. And, and these are people, I, I like them all. So mm-hmm. that that's wow, wow. Good on you, sir. Good on Thank you, man. Like 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 you said, you know what? This one may be just a two or three um episode uh, type of film, right. but I want to give I want to give the 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 audience something to look forward to. Again, realizing like you said, the focus is not even on them. They're playing second. They're playing second to the ambulance. That's yes. the main thing. Yes. So I'm going to bring some names that I can give you, like, ooh, pull you in. But when you start realizing, oh, we're we're cheering for them, we're really enticing to find out what's the story behind those jades, what was the analyst, what's the story behind that. So when they do disband, 
they have the ability that they can come back later on and make guest guest appearance in other shows, other movies without a problem. Right. And when you see them from afar, you're like, that is John David. That is Abe Brown. So now we made the connection very easy. That's Andy O. Yo, that's listen. We are we're coming we're coming for you. Scott's here. Oh my gosh, we're gonna lose our minds. Yeah, that's that's what I want. The powerful without the jades. Imagine with the jades. Right. Okay. I like that. I like all those picks. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. Um I, I think those guys are like some really yeah, there's no buts about it, man. Those are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh I know I'll probably I'll even steal some of your list for maybe future down the road. But that being said, <sighs> So here it comes up. From my side, I wasn't, I was looking, I really wasn't finding anyone that, that played the role. And then I had a thought, mm-hmm. let me go old school Hollywood, what Hollywood used okay. to do, where they would do a casting call. But they, what they used to do for a lot of the action movies is they would do casting calls or they would go and they would send scouts out to the martial arts tournaments that would be happening mm-hmm. around the country. And a lot of those martial artists would also be like putting in resumes to act for different movies. Because this here, I understand that the story, they don't have like the super, like the big villain. There's no, there's no, you know, Deadpool has his villain and Spider-Man has his villain and so forth. They don't have their villain. They have an organization they're fighting. They got a couple of people that might be the face. So we got to beef it up and beef it up. What? With the martial arts aspect. If you're going to watch a martial arts show, movie, anything like that, it's Mm got to be, and it's in the Marvel universe. It's got to be over the top, right? Right. I, I even though the magazine's based in realist, I don't want to see a fight end in two seconds. Uh, no, this is really supposed to be give me the sixty-four movements like they did in the Matrix as mm-hmm. one sequence. That being said, let me get some martial artists that do have acting experience that are unknown. Right. Bring bring them to the forefront. This could be the gateway to somebody else's career starting off. You never know. Yep. So when for example, when I remember watching Power Rangers, the original one here in North America, years ago. Mm-hmm. And rest in peace, Jason David Frank did not know him until he came on that show. Right. And then look how far he went. Didn't know, you know, the rest of the cast, Austin St. Uh, Austin St. John, you know, and, and all those actors, right? Johnny Bosch. Uh, I didn't know of them, but they all participated in martial arts tournaments. But of course, right. at the same time, they had acting career. You know, they had an, uh, they did acting lessons. They did acting. They yeah. had a resume. They're trying to get into the business. And for some of them really went far. I mean, Jason David Frank, he look how he took the Power Rangers. He kept Power Rangers alive, in my opinion. Right. Like the, the you know, the franchise overall. Mm-hmm. Johnny, uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Young Bosch, he became a, he stole a martial artist and became a voice actor for a lot of known properties. So he was a voice of Vash the Stampede, for example. He was the voice of a ton of other, you know, uh, voiceover properties. That was his job, but he stole a wicked martial artist. If you watch him in the Power Rangers movie, Right where he gets, you know, this upgrade. They get the upgrade to the new Zords, uh, Zords, and he gets Frog, and he's like, "I get the Frog," when they're a ninja. But you see his fight scenes; his kicks mm-hmm. are fast and all that. So, I want to go back and go a little bit old school with this one and do a scouting for people who fit the ethnic background for each person represented. Well, so, We're not yeah. going to change that. Leave yeah. it as is. I think that's beautiful. Perfect. But bring me some unknown names that are looking to get into Hollywood that can do a fight scene. There's no CGI. There's no mask. I, I'm okay. It'll be some kind of wires or whatever. It's it's martial. But to yes. add all that in, get get that into someone that can say, hey, I really know 
the style. What style is this guy fighting in? He's fighting in this style. Okay, I can do it. I know White Lotus. I know I, I know Lotus. I know White Crane. You know, uh, okay, I can do it. Bring me in those the guys who are supposed to take the hits. All right, let's practice it out. And yep. let's go. I really want to see the intricacies with the hand movements, the feet. Yeah. No, that's good. That's a good. That's a good thought. Actually, that's a good add-on. Because, right? because now you have Sense three is not yep. like a big. Sorry, I was gonna say Sense oh, is not oh. a overly the big name. It's not like we're casting a main person on a show that we've mm-hmm. done before. So we understand it's gonna be a smaller role. We understand this can be a gateway for this actor to do other things and actresses. Uh, I I think maybe a lesser an unknown actor put into that okay. would okay. would give him his time to shine. And everyone was sitting there like, oh, well, we don't know who he was before, but this guy did this scene. Did you see this scene? And those scenes would be up on YouTube all the time. It's like, you know, best, um, you know, kicks in, in a martial arts movie or best fight scene yeah. and get yeah. nominated yeah. that yeah. way and work the way up. That would give the credibility because it brings back the hands, the deadly hands of Kung Fu aspect where you got mm-hmm. real martial artists in a real martial arts background with a real martial arts background in a martial arts movie doing a fight. It's not someone that got cast learned martial arts on set and then did the scene it was someone who's been doing martial arts for years and it's like okay so what's going on man all right well i'm a true coordinator you know get me benny the jet who was working with jackie chan at one point as a villain and he does a lot of the fight scenes and choreographing fight scenes put that together and say go yeah (laughs) execute and the thing is like you brought up a good point about different styles um there's three guys there's three guys so why can't we have three different styles we, we should. Why the ma- well, yeah, like, like like the master. I can understand you're the master of a dojo, and in my understanding, you know, you always train in a particular style per se that's coming out of your dojo, coming out of your camp per se. But you know what? Why can't the master? You know, he's a master. Why can't he be the master of many different styles and train? You know what? I think you'd be good doing this. You'd be good doing that. You'll be good doing that. Go. Let me show you how to do it each way. And then you now have, like you said. It would be more intense and more interesting for people to be watching and realizing when you see one person doing one particular style, and you cut scene to another, and this person now doing something like, oh, wait a minute. Yo, that's not the – oh, oh, he – oh, that's that was a dangerous right. leg sweep. That was a dangerous roundhouse. Oh, but – oh, look at the way he stands. Oh, you never yeah. had a chance, my friend. You never had no. a chance. It's I like, look sorry at Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was taught in one style. And then took aspects from different martial arts style when his back was injured and created his own style, which yeah. means he understood the fundamentals of those styles. He understood their strengths and weaknesses. And this is why he came up with the style he did right now that made him popular. It's not because he didn't know it. He right. knew it, trained in it, was raised yeah. and trained in that style and said, I'm going to do something different. So to your point, Bruce can do more than one. Okay. Okay. So that that's my point there is like, you know, with this, I would give it to a couple of uh, some unknowns and I don't know who they are. If someone has an idea, mm-hmm. I agree with you, Rod. I love your list. If someone has an idea of who you would like to see as, you know, the sons of I, the tiger, drop the comments yeah. down below. Let's go. Right. On that note, any last words, Rod? Listen, no, uh, right now I will say that these characters are very interesting they didn't get a lot of push uh, back in the days. And the good thing is the particular realm in the MCU is starting to slowly grow. You have the opportunity to just build off of that. And giving a, a, a 
uh, of course, an up-modern tempo type of mix to it. We can see there's a way that this can actually work out. Uh, I like the characters. Uh, you know, you don't see a lot of uh, martial arts type of um, individuals in the MCU. So, you know, you don't always have to have the gadgets. You don't always have to have the the, the gamma ray type of, you know, God-fearing power, whatever the case would be. Right. Although the ambulance has given them enhanced powers in that yes. sense. Yes. But basically the base of it is that these are now individuals just learning a particular martial arts style and defending themselves with that. And you can see how deadly that is. Does it mean that I got to hit you with a repulsive ray from so far away? No. Nope. Get too close. I might, have, I might have to smoke you. I might <laughs> have to have a conversation with you in your life. Your life, may, you, you and your life, you and the life might have a little conversation. Yeah, we might, we might have a conversation with your life. I'm just saying. How's your dental plan? Have you paid up lately? <laughs> have you paid up lately? Just asking you right now. Do you have a will set in place? Let's have a conversation. Oh, no. I know somebody that you can talk to to get that will taken in place. I'm just saying. Right on, roll. Okay, cool. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I agree with you. And I think it also should shine some light on maybe some of these secret organizations within the Marvel Universe. And I think Completely. bringing out, you know, the secret ones that they call themselves, uh, the hand, I think they need a little bit more light. And so, you know, these are things we got to think about, maybe talk about maybe down the road. So on that note, thank you all for tuning in on another episode of the Iconist podcast. I hope you had a great holiday season and mm-hmm. that, you know, and thank you for keeping us in mind during that all the best for the upcoming new year member keep supporting the show don't let it be a secret like subscribe and share and for those listening on our podcast you know wherever you listen to your podcast from be it spotify or google podcast wherever remember rate and review those simple clicks help us a lot and also uh you know sign up join the page and if you want you can always help the page grow by joining our patreon or sending a donation over to our coffee page and we go from there and we have shirts on Redbubble. so all the links are always down below let us know and even just say hi send us a comment we will reply that's good and on that remember mm. this whole world was created by a pencil a piece of paper and lots of imagination keep on dreaming let's go it's about to go down why because we said so Yes. So where'd I put my ch- my chain needs an amulet? Can do I still have rub on here? Um <laughs> I don't know. You not look at that. Check that out. Get one. Yeah, Done deal. <laughs> All right.